Hello, I'm Lisa Hilton, and I'm here to brighten your day. Each episode, I'll share three things that have brightened my day. It might be something I just learned. It might be a new kitchen gadget I discovered. Or it might be a new bottle of wine I uncorked. Then I'll invite a guest to share three things that have brightened their day. Our brains on positive are happier, less stressed, and more productive. Together, we're going to start a ripple of positivity that will spread. Let's go make some waves. Hi, friends. Lisa here. For those of you who know me, you know that positivity is my beat. It's how I make my living. It's how I'm wired. And it's one of my top five strengths. My guest today is Amy Fritch. I met Amy through St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Salem, Oregon. As luck would have it, Amy would often be sitting behind us, and when it was time to give the peace, her smile would light up the room like a firework. And being that this is the 4th of July weekend, I thought it would be dynamite to have Amy as my guest. You'll get to meet Amy in a minute. In keeping with the 4th of July theme, I'm going to share the three things that stand out in my memory as brightening my 4th of July. The first was the 4th of July, 1999. I was living in New York City at the time, and we were all partying like it was, well, 1999. My friend Jenny and I decided to brave the massive crowds and watch the famous Macy's 4th of July fireworks off the barges along the Lower East River. That year, there was a huge party on the FDR Bridge. They shut it down to traffic, and they let people watch the fireworks from the bridge. We had to get in line early, and there was a lot of waiting, but there was also a lot of fun people watching and celebrating, eating and drinking and all types of music playing. It was worth the wait. When the fireworks started, it was like they were going off over our heads. It was an amazing display of pyrotechnics. And I still get goosebumps when I remember the finale. As the fireworks were exploding around us, I could hear the national anthem playing in the background. What a show. My second 4th of July memory is bittersweet. It was that next year, and I was still living in New York, and I worked for a large investment bank in Manhattan. Over the 4th of July weekend, we had learned that one of our colleagues had committed suicide. It really shook me and my coworkers up. His name was Peter, and he had been this up-and-coming bright star. He was handsome, intelligent, well-liked, and a great runner. We were all really devastated. We never know what internal struggle people are dealing with. And every 4th of July, I remember Peter, and I remind myself to be kind, to say hi to people, and to ask how they are doing, and to really care to listen to their answer. It felt like serendipity the other day when I was driving by the Oregon State Hospital and saw a number of the Don't Give Up and You Matter yard signs out. There's a very compelling story behind these signs. The founder, Amy Wolf, is from Newburgh, Oregon. Back in 2017, she started placing these signs in neighbors' yards after hearing about the increasing suicide rate in her community. The signs held messages like, don't give up. You are worthy of love. Your mistakes don't define you. People really responded to the messages, and within a few days, the community had ordered over 150 signs. It has now grown into a global movement with signs shipped to all 50 states, 
and over 26 countries in several different languages. I'll never forget one of the stories she recalled in an article I read. She had received an anonymous letter from a man in Salem, and he told in the letter that he had struggled with depression but hadn't been able to talk to anyone about it. One night, he went to pick up a pizza for his family, and on his way home, he decided to take a different route. On the road he chose, he saw the sign, You are worthy of love. And he had to pull his car over to the side of the road because he was weeping. When he got home, he told his family for the first time about his depression, and he was able to then start down the road of healing. Seeing those signs again reminded me not to underestimate the power of simple, kind words at the right place at the right time. And to circle back a beautiful ending to Peter's story, our department was able to put together enough money that we had a bench put up in Central Park in Peter's honor. And the signature plate on the bench says, run free. The summer that I went back to New York City for my internship, I visited Central Park and I found the bench. I took a seat and had a moment of gratitude. My final 4th of July memory that has brightened my day might make you gag a little. Carrot hot dogs. (laughs) Let me explain. A few summers ago, I was trying to follow a plant-based diet. So instead of hot dogs for our 4th of July picnic, I made carrot hot dogs. I was the only one who ate them, (laughs) but they were actually really good. The key was roasting the carrots so they were soft enough to bite into, but not too soft so that they were mushy. Then marinating them for a few hours in a mixture of vegetable broth, apple cider vinegar, soy sauce, maple syrup, garlic powder, smoked paprika, and liquid smoke. I marinated them in a Ziploc bag for a couple hours, tossing them frequently so they'd get a good dose of the marinade. When it was time for the picnic, I placed the carrot in the hot dog bun, squirted some ketchup and mustard on it, and ate it. It looked like the real thing, and it was good. Sounds disgusting. Yuck. Hey, don't yuck my yum. I encourage you this weekend to have an open mind and try it. And speaking of having an open mind, here's my positivity tip for the day. When have you maintained an open mind and it has resulted in a positive outcome? Now reflect on situations where you may have been narrow-minded. Consider the situation from different angles and reflect on opposing views so you can stay more open-minded in the future. My guest today is Amy Fritch. Amy is an implementation specialist at the Oregon Department of Human Services. She is a knitter, cat mom, and avid photo taker. I love following her adventurous bike trips on social media. Those orange handlebars. You can't see Amy's face on this podcast, but you can hear the smile in her voice. I'm so happy Amy's here today. Welcome, Amy. Thanks, Lisa. It's so great to have you here. And, you know, I'm realizing one thing I didn't mention in my introduction is that you are an amazing patio gardener. I have to back up. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast knows that I do not have a green thumb. So I'm curious, what's growing on your patio? Yeah, I love growing things in my little apartment balcony. I am most excited my strawberries and I have snap peas that are growing up and radishes 
and then some tomatoes. Yum. I love strawberries. So are we talking like a couple planters full or do you do like raised beds? What's on your patio? It's probably three feet by eight feet is my patio. And I've also got a table and chairs out there, but I have a mini greenhouse and probably about eight big buckets and a vertical shelf as well, growing plants. Wow, that's extensive. That's amazing. A lot of fun with the small space. (laughs) So I'm guessing because I know a little bit about your personality, you probably give a lot of your things to other people or to friends or neighbors, or can you eat all that you grow? I definitely like to share with my neighbor whose balcony face is mine, but I so love fresh out of the garden food. So I eat quite a bit of it. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) Well, that is fantastic. Okay. Well, and I'm getting sidetracked because I'm actually supposed to be asking, what are the three things that have brightened your day lately? So the first one is my knit night, which has been going started pre-pandemic, has been going all pandemic over video calls or socially distant, was able to meet for the first time unmasked and it was amazing. Oh, wow. So people that might not have understood exactly what you said, knit night, that's knitting? Yes, I am an avid knitter and I met some of my best friends in Salem through a knitting group. And then we started knitting at bars on Friday nights. (laughs) But then, you know, the pandemic came and everything got shut down. So we've really seen each other through it all, mostly over Facebook Messenger and other video calls. So this is the first time we've been able to knit together again in person inside. Wow, that must be so fun. So I know knitting is a is a serious thing. I mean, knitting clubs and getting together and doing this. So I'm curious, do you have like a theme with your knit night? Like, is is it a scarf night? Or do you have certain patterns of knitting that you do? Or, or do you just get together and just knit and do whatever? Yeah, we all bring whatever we're working on. So let's see, this past weekend, we had two people working on shawls. Someone was working on a sweater and I brought a sock. Oh, I love it. And who are you knitting the sock for? For me. (laughs) Good for you. So you're just going to knit a sock or is it going to have a a pair? (laughs) It will have a pair eventually. I like to knit them one at a time on these little bitty needles so I can always have it stashed in my purse whenever I go somewhere. So Oh, one at a time, but it's neat. will come eventually. You know, you saying that you have it small enough so it fits in your purse. I have been in meetings where people bring out their knitting and they're totally focusing on the meeting. They're paying attention. And it's almost like the knitting, it's almost like fidgeting, right? Like if they can knit, their mind is free to listen. I'm wondering, do you ever do that? I'm giggling because my knitting is sitting right here on my desk as I talk to you. And (laughs) it's been a funny thing of working primarily from home is I used to be known for always having a sock kind of stashed under the table in meetings. But now that I'm from home, I've been able to work on bigger projects too. That's I'm a fidgeter. So it that's always me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, it's great. Okay. Last question about knitting. I feel like I'm giving you the sixth degree here. Did you learn from someone or did you just pick it up for fun someday? 
Yeah, I I mean, I love talking about knitting. So I love the questions. <laughs> I learned from one of my roommates when I was in college, I took her to a local yarn store for a small business Saturday. And while we were there, I fell in love with this rainbow yarn. And I said, can you teach me how to knit? Because this rainbow needs to be on my head. <laughs> It's calling my name. It's I must have it. So, so did you just pick it up quickly, almost like you didn't even need a manual or is it really a skill to learn? I think it's pretty easy to get going. I, man, I continue to learn more and more in different techniques, but just to get going and make something she taught me that day and I uh, might've procrastinated some of my final studying because I was so excited <laughs> about making this hat. <laughs> You got a C on the test, but you looked fabulous. <laughs> I did. I did indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great story. Well, I'm so glad that your knit night is back up and running. We need these times for social connection and being back with friends. I think it's so important. Absolutely. Well, what's the second thing that's brightened your day? I have literally brightened my hair. Um, <laughs> I recently dyed my hair this electric teal color. So it is bright, bright blue. And it has just, it's making me so happy. Oh my goodness. I love it. Well, I saw it briefly before we had to turn off our cameras and it looks fabulous. So I'm going to ask you questions about this too. How does it work? I had been dyeing it at home using kind of a temporary dye called over dye. And then my stylist wasn't yet taking color appointments. So they sent me the instructions on how to do it when I asked them about it. And I did one round of home bleaching and then putting the dye in. But I was so nervous because bleach can damage your head and your hair. And I wasn't sure. <laughs> so it turned out okay when I did it myself. But uh, my stylist just opened up for their vivid color appointments and I finally had it professionally done. And oh my goodness, Lisa, it looks so much better. <laughs> well, it looks fantastic. It's interesting you said that, the vivid color. I know that my hairdresser doesn't have this in her sort of repertoire. She doesn't do glamour color. So it is a different technique, isn't it? I think so. Honestly, this is the first time I'd never colored my hair before and always wanted to and took advantage of the pandemic and being home because, you know, if it didn't work out, I could just hide behind, you know, my Zoom avatar, but <laughs> it worked out really well. And I love it. If it didn't work out, you could always put that rainbow hat on. Do you still have it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, I admire your color. I guess in my view, it takes courage to be that that bold. And I love it because it just, it fits your personality and plus it's an amazing color. So you go. Thank you. Yes. When my stylist finished it, they said, you know, it just looks like it grows out of your head that color now. And <laughs> <laughs> I think it fits with the whole look and personality. I love it. Yes, it does. All right. What's the third thing that's brightened your day? The third thing that's brightened my day is my work from home setup. After a year of working at my dining room table, I finally bought myself a desk and moved to the guest bedroom. And my goodness, it just makes the day so much brighter. Oh, yeah. So you were working at your dining room table up until this point? Yes, I, <laughs> I didn't own a desk because 
I didn't think I needed one. And we thought it would be such a short time period. So I was able to bring my chair, my office chair home, but I was still just working at my dining room table. Oh, wow. I I can't really see, but what's around you? What do you put in your home office? What brightens your day about it? Yeah, I think the first thing is it's right by a window. Mm. So I finally have, you know, I daydreamed about having a cubicle by a window and now I just have my whole office (laughs) and my desk right looking out the window and I have some plants on my window ledge that I love. And I think my very favorite thing is that my cat loves this setup. He can now hop on a chair, on a stool and onto my desk. And so (laughs) he'll come and get my attention or sit on the windowsill. And so everyone in my meetings now knows, oh, look, there's Xerxes. (laughs) Xerxes. Oh, what a great name for a cat. I was just going to ask you, has your cat photobombed a few meetings? Sounds like yes. Oh, so many. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. So do you just have one cat? You mentioned you're a cat mom. Is it just to one special cat or? Just my one little buddy. I actually adopted him during the pandemic. So he was a new addition to my household and such a great decision. Can I ask, what does Xerxes, what about your cat got that name? Because that's a pretty sophisticated name. (laughs) Honestly, I had the name before I had the cat. (laughs) I used to live in Minneapolis in the Alphabet Street District, and I was biking around here one day and was thinking about Minneapolis and thought, oh, Xerxes, that'd be a great cat name. (laughs) So Xerxes is the name of a street here? No, in Minneapolis. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, sorry. Being out on the street and Minneapolis was in the news so much last year that I think my mind was wandering back there and thinking about my time there and somehow it connected to Xerxes and I thought it just kind of stuck. That is great. I always wonder how people come to name their pets. So that is a great story. Well, thank you, Amy, for being a guest on my podcast. And thank you for brightening your day, both with your hair and your sunny disposition and your wonderful personality. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. This has been a blast. Thank you for tuning in to Brighten Your Day. To be a guest on my podcast, email me at HiltonLisaB at gmail.com. That's Hilton with a Y. Special thanks to Clark Hilton for post-production, and special thanks to Chris Jones for composing the theme song.